Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. How's it going, Michelle? It's going pretty good. Good. I'm not burnt this week, so that's good. <laughs> that's excellent, but the weather's been beautiful. It's been gorgeous. I realized I have some bitchin' tan lines, though, and I'm supposed to be in a wedding in a month. Fantastic. As long as it's yeah. not your own, then it's all good. Sorry, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you don't have, like, a face mask tan line, I think you should be good. Because That's true, yeah. I have seen pictures of that, and it's hilarious. And awful. I just, oh, that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> Could be worse. Could be worse. Could definitely be worse, yes. How are things with you? Oh, pretty good. Still crazy busy life, but I don't know. Went down to the river the other weekend, so went for a boat ride. That's all good. It's my favorite place to be, so always happy with that. Spot. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, I can't complain too much. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always could complain. Let's be real. I'm very oh, good at it. For sure. But uh, you, you guys aren't really here. <laughs> Just uh, listen to me complain. That's we could have a whole podcast on that. Yeah, absolutely. Which actually kind of sounds fun, right? <laughs> what grinds our gears. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we should record that podcast after we record this podcast because then yes. we would like already be full of wine and just like we just let loose and just shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we kind of already do that after every episode anyways. Like we talk for like two more hours. So we literally- I know. Could record. We should just keep recording it all. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it could be bonus episodes for totally. Patreons in the future because, man, we have some of our best conversations at that time. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I've been saving them, actually, so maybe one day we'll have a sneak peek. Or a blooper reel or something. <laughs> Definitely a blooper reel because there's a lot of those because, um, like, yes. last week uh, I had wine mouth really bad and I could not speak. So I apologize. <laughs> it, was, I, it was editing and I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> we're why fine. I, why do I think I can host a podcast when I drink wine, can't speak and have social anxiety when it comes to reading aloud? I don't know. It's just, this is fine. <laughs> Sounds like a, just a great, great idea, Tara. Great idea. So yeah. <laughs> so I apologize if it was hard to listen to, but I mean, Content's good. Oh, you did great. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so we want to talk about a little bit of current events because mm -hmm. we saw an update in the news from one of our previous episodes, which is um, about the case of Evelyn Boswell. Yes. So if you remember, um, little sweet Evelyn was called missing. There was an Amber Alert, but it was like two months after she was last seen. Her mom was lying and saying all sorts of crap and it's all really shady. And then her body was found on a family member of her mom's property right after all was said and done. Aswell's mother was just indicted on 11 counts of false reports. And there is a person of interest in Evelyn's death, but investigators aren't revealing anything further at this time. They have been still working on their investigation, investigating and everything has been hard because of COVID-19, but they've really been pushing through for baby Evelyn because they think that it's really important that all of this gets dealt with in a timely manner. So that's all we know about that at this time, but 11 counts her mm -hmm. mother was 
yeah, invited I was just on. scrolling through Instagram and I just saw her sweet little face pop up and I was like, oh my God, what is this? I need an update because we haven't seen any updates pretty much mm-hmm. since we recorded that episode. Like, yes. And they seal like they sealed her autopsy report because they're not revealing anything until, mm-hmm. until they need to. So, yeah. So it's nice to have a bit of an update there. So mm-hmm. wanted to share that. Um, yes. And then we wanted to discuss our feedback from last episode, uh, which all was pretty good. Pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite part was I did talk to Greg Olson. <laughs> I messaged him on Instagram and I just thanked him for the fantastic book because he did such a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, fangirl, fangirl, fangirl. Um, but then I, I had to ask him um, about the letter and who he thought wrote the letter that the no text got that apparently was from Kathy that she was out for revenge or whatever. So he said mm-hmm. that that is a mystery and nobody actually knows where that letter came from. So I thought that was really interesting. I was really hoping that That's I just... so weird. I know. I was really hoping that I just didn't miss a really obvious point in the book, but I was like, I just, I have no idea. I don't know who did that. It blows my mind. So hey, yeah. I'm saying it was Kathy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's sending messages from the other side. I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if she came back to haunt them. <laughs> you know, she's gonna haunt anybody. She should. Bad vibes. <laughs> bad vibes. Right. All bad vibes. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a mystery. Kind of fun. Yes. Yeah. And I loved. We had one comment on our. I think it was on our Instagram post. It might have been on our Facebook post. Mm. But we had the picture of the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Somebody commented. They were like, "Burn it down." And I was like, yeah. "Yes, girl." Like, yes, let's burn yes, it down. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing but evil there. Right? So, yeah. And uh, we also had some awesome responses to our fluff and stuff question from last week. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so on our Instagram, uh, we had from Jody M. Sanders. And man, she her answer, a thousand times better than my answer. Like, incredible. Why, why, don't, why don't you have a podcast? <laughs> Do you write? <laughs> because you should take my place. Uh, so I'll try to do her description justice, but again, I'm, I can't read, <laughs> but this is what Jody said. She was born on a cusp. And so she was a puzzle to most. There was an off-putting, but quiet resolve, but also an explosively stubborn vitality that begged for laughter and deep conversation. Amazing, right? Damn. And Jody is an amazing human being. She's one of my friends. We went to high school together and we were in advanced English class together. So, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Clearly, I did not take that course. <laughs> She's amazing. That's awesome. And on Facebook, Becky said, slightly off her rocker and always covered in cat hair. And I loved that description because I think that would also describe both me and Tara very well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like, seriously, that was just perfect. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. And we had more answers to our questions this week. So that was super fun. And so keep them coming. We loved, loved reading everybody's responses and just how creative you guys are. It's awesome. I was so surprised. I didn't think we would get very many responses from that question because I thought it was, you kind of had to dig deep a little bit. Like, I don't know. I felt weird writing about myself. Like, 
I mean, I love talking about myself, but to actually like have to write it down, I was like, oh, this feels very pretentious. <laughs> oh yeah, but, totally. But it's really, I don't know, interesting exercise. And I'm so happy that other people thought so too. And they shared their ideas and it was so fun to read. I know. And I had so many like messages and texts from people that were like ferociously protective of your people. Like that is you 100%. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. And so- before we jump into Michelle's mini episode, I just want to put out there that I need some suggestions for my next mini episode. And that's because I just recently finished Waco and my mind is so blown. I cannot get over that show. I'm just... It was incredible and awful and holy crap. There's so much. It's like one of the best things like I've ever seen, but at the same time... Awful. So fucking horrible. Oh my God. That last episode. Oh my God. It kills you. So yeah, my mind just like, it does not happen often that I can't consume any true crime. And it's not that like, it's the content itself is too much. I just can't focus on it because my mind is somewhere else. So like, I feel like I can't focus on a different case right now because I'm just so infatuated with this crazy story. Like, obviously I I knew the story. Not like that, though. Holy crap. So I know. That was me, too. Yeah. So anyways, I'm putting a call out in case anybody has something interesting, something weird, whatever true crime related for me to do a mini-sode on uh, in a couple weeks. I would appreciate any suggestion because I've just been watching The Office. So... Which is okay. <laughs> That's your fluff and stuff. It is. It's some great fluff and stuff. I've, you know, only the fourth time watching it. <laughs> but it's yeah. not too bad. It's not so bad. All right, friends. Are we ready? I think let's we're ready. grab our glasses, get mm-hmm. cozy, and let's talk about murder. Ding ding. <laughs> What's in that cup there, Tara? Uh, I got some Jacob's Creek uh, Moscato Rosé. Hey, me too. Yeah, exact same. (laughs) Same, same. Same, same. uh, I always just, I always default back to it. It's just too damn good. (laughs) And I had it chilled in the fridge and it's fucking hot where I am. You can tell my face is all red. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it's chilled and it's delicious and makes me happy. It's very Our drinkable. Show should be called Murder and Moscato because mm, pretty much all we drink. <laughs> I feel like we're living I mean, a lie. Uh, I drink red wine too. <laughs> With a big old. I do like a good Merlot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With the, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, red wine is appropriate sometimes. It is. Yeah. All right, Michelle, are you excited for your mini sode? I am, and I'm excited that you don't know what I'm talking about. Nope, I didn't want any spoilers. I feel so unprepared for this episode. Like, I just feel like I should have been doing something, but I'm like, nope. I just want to sit here and listen to a good story and just- I kind of love our mini episodes because we can just be like, yeah, not today. (laughs) I don't want to write anything, so I'm just going to just listen to you talk. (laughs) Right? Great. So I love a good survivor story. And this one is one of the best. Um, on April 15th, 1995, in Houston, Texas, Jennifer Morey, a 25-year-old single lawyer, had been out at a bar with friends. 
she returned home to her lovely safe apartment complex. She knew it was safe because it was one of the reasons she chose to live there. Her building, Bayou Pink Apartment, Bayou Park Apartment, not pink. Why no? <laughs> Already had 24-hour security with an on-site security guard run by Pinkerton Security. That's where the pink came from. <laughs> right. And interestingly enough, Pinkerton Security was founded in Chicago in 1850. Mm. And our next book we're covering involves early Pinkerton detectives. In which Chicago, is what gave and yeah, same time frame. I am so anyway. excited for this. I already have the chills, and you've hardly even started, but like Survivor Story. I'm so excited. I know. It's great. Okay. Um, so Jennifer got home that night. She locked the deadbolt on her door, did her nightly routine, and if it looked anything like my post-bar routine as a 20-something single lady, it looked like all the lights on in the apartment, because you know you got to check for monsters. Of course. Some music playing, wandering around, bopping, eating a snack, drinking a big old glass of water brushing your teeth, and then turning off the lights and going to bed. Right? Mm -hmm. Can I just say my first thought? I rarely went out in college. Like, I did like to party all the time, but I played college soccer, so it wasn't always appropriate. But right. I did, I did was uh, in, when I lived in Edmonton, I was going to school there, and I was one of Oh, them. never go to the bar in Edmonton. Oh, I didn't make mm -hmm. it to the bar. No, no. <laughs> Which is good, okay. because I was wearing a full-on sheep costume, because it was our rookie party. And it was a child's costume, so it did not fit at all. <laughs> it was like teeny, teeny, tiny. And so I don't remember anything. I was just a taxi driver. Okay, okay, okay. I'll back up a little bit. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But I was so drunk that I was holding onto a tree on the side of the road because I thought I was going to fall off the earth. And a taxi driver pulled over, and he was like, oh, do wow. you need help? And I'm like, yes. And so this... Angel drove me home, but when I woke up in the morning, my oh my god, it was just my apartment was demolished because I was literally bouncing off of everything. <laughs> it was like just you could just see exactly where I walked through my house because like I was bashing into everything, like cabinets and tables. Hilarious. Anything that could have fallen over had fallen over. So it was a disaster. So when you picture coming home from the bar, that's what I picture is just just an absolute disaster. <laughs> oh, and yeah, my, like, coming home from the bar, that was exactly it. I'd just be, yep. like, still bopping and just happy and, like, brushing my teeth, you know, yep. going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice to know when to stop because <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Anyways. So, uh, I just got to find where I was. <laughs> Sorry to sidebar your story. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, Jennifer woke up at 4 a.m. to a man on top of her, <gasps> straddling her, trying to rape her with a knife pressed against her throat. Oh, my God. Well, Jennifer was not having it. She started fighting and screaming, screaming so loud that she woke up all of her 15 neighbors. Nice. And not a single one of her neighbors called 911. No. <laughs> right? This I'm is not so the stressed. first time we've heard about something like this. Like, remember the guy in the green hoodie? Yes. Chase Darkness with me. There was a ton of bystanders that didn't do a thing when yes. he punched Marcus Gaines in the face, leaving him in the street to die. Yeah. Or the other case that's, uh, what was her name? Is like, why do I want to say Kitty? I don't know. But anyways, there's that one really famous one where she was killed like 
just in the middle of the street. Yes. And there was that huge apartment that there was so yeah. many people Everybody that was there. watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a thing called the bystander effect. Mm-hmm. I had to look it up. It's sometimes called bystander apathy. And it's a social psychological claim that individuals are less likely to offer help to a victim when other people are present. The greater the number of bystanders, the less likely it is that one of them will help. Mm-hmm. So interesting, but it you know, makes sense. So I'm just putting this out there. If you're ever in a situation where somebody seems like they're in trouble, help them. Yeah. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Help them. Just jump in and do it. Or if you are the person in the situation that needs help, I've heard it's good to single out a person like you in the red jacket, come help me and call single a person call out. 911. Yeah. yeah. Like give a direct, hey, you, I'm talking to you specifically. You need to help me or else sometimes nobody comes to help at all. Exactly. So Jennifer kept screaming though. Nobody's calling 911, but she kept screaming and fighting. Her attacker started slashing at her with his knife. He cut the right side of her face and kept saying things like, Jennifer, shut the hell up. This dude knew who she was, but she had no idea who he was. The fight can, right? Sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. Your face is like hilarious right now because you're like right in it. I'm so in Uh, it. (laughs) The fight continued and he slashed her throat from her right ear down a couple inches leaving a gaping mouth-like hole in her neck. <laughs> she was bleeding profusely all over her bed and this asshat and started to lose her strength. Her attacker... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just call him an asshat. <laughs> I absolutely called him an asshat. Sorry, that just really threw me. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> he is an asshat. Oh, it, absolutely. It just... Yeah. Absolutely. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so, Asshat grabbed her by the hair and threw her into the bathroom, slammed the door, and told her if she came out, he would kill her. Jennifer immediately pressed her back against the door and her feet against the tub, using all of her strength to press against the door in case he decided to come back in for her. She could hear Captain Douchenuts zipping up his pants, and then she heard nothing. <laughs> I'm okay. Like that one too. (laughs) I do. (laughs) After waiting a few minutes, she knew she had to get help. So she decided to try to leave the bathroom. But she, the force she had put on the door had jammed it so hard she couldn't get it open. She was stuck inside. And Jennifer remembered laughing in the bathroom thinking, I've just fought off my attacker only to die in my bathroom. She was eventually able to pry the bathroom door open. She stumbled out into her dark apartment and tried the lights, only to discover that her power had been cut. She fumbled around and found her home phone and found that her phone line had also been cut. And keep in mind, she's still bleeding really badly from her neck. Yeah, of course. So she's stumbling around in the dark, can't find anything. Her phone's cut, no lights. And it was 1995. And cell phones weren't the most commonplace item that they are now, right? But luckily for Jennifer, she was a lawyer and lawyers always need cell phones. Cool. So she found her cell and dialed 911. Dispatcher Richard Everett answered the call. It was his first day on the job. He did his best to calm her and keep her calm while they waited for first responders to get to her. 
Richard was awesome. He asked her if she was cut anywhere else, instructed her to check the rest of her body, and to place a clean towel against her neck and apply pressure to the wound. He kept her talking and assuring her that she was going to be okay. After about 10 minutes, there was a knock on her door. Jennifer asked who was there, and a man answered, saying his name was Brian Gibson, the security guard. Richard, however, was not feeling right about this guy turning up at the door. He knew that neither the paramedics or police had contacted the building security, and he told Jennifer not to open that door. His gut told him that this guy could very well be the guy who had attacked her, and he was returning to finish the job. Yes, Richard, you're the best. I know. I love Richard. Oh uh, <laughs> when the police arrived, they were met by Brian Gibson. The 26-year-old security guard was disheveled. He was bleeding from his right hand, and he had blood on his face. He told police that he had seen someone jump from Jennifer's second-floor balcony. He confronted the man, and he attacked him, and then took off running across a field. The officers didn't like his story, but they didn't let on that they were suspicious of him. There were no footprints in the grass under the balcony or towards the field. He stayed with an officer giving his statement while they went into Jennifer's apartment. They found Jennifer bleeding and weak, and paramedics took her to the hospital. She was a very lucky lady. The slash to her throat missed her jugular vein by a couple millimeters, and her doctors have no idea why the nerve that controls her facial muscles wasn't severed as the cut was so deep. The knife caught on the corner of her right eye, but missed the eyeball. The knife had also gotten caught on a gold necklace she was wearing. Otherwise, her larynx would have been severed. And Jennifer was quoted saying, there was a series of little miracles that prevented me from dying. Wow. Yeah, that's not just one or two things. That's just like, no. bang, bang, bang. A whole so bunch many of things. Yeah, just all by luck. Right? Yeah. Back at the apartment, officers searched her suite. They found a knife, a pair of men's underwear, and a Pinkerton security hat. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Officers searched Gibson, and he was missing his hat and his underwear. Nice. And he had even shaved his pubic hair in an attempt to not leave any trace evidence. Wow. So he was really, like, <laughs> prepping ahead of time. Oh, right? Do this thing. What a dick. Officers suspected that he had returned to her apartment to retrieve his things and kill her. Brian Gibson was convicted of attempted murder and sentenced to 20 years in prison. He is out on parole and is on the Texas Public Sex Offender Registry, and he will remain on that list for life. Ew, I hate that he's out on parole. I know. Just keep him away from everybody. He's gross. Right? And he's actually listed as low risk to reoffend. For I don't know why. Who knows? No. Don't know. Jennifer moved out of her apartment two weeks after the attack and went back to live with her parents. She dealt with multiple anxiety and paranoia-related issues, including not wanting to leave her mom's side. There was even one time that um, a cat brushed up against her leg and she called 911 because she just freaked out. Like, yeah. poor thing. But eventually, she was able to overcome the demons created by her ordeal. She filed a lawsuit against Pinkerton Security as they hired Brian Gibson, even though he had a criminal record. And multiple complaints against him over the last three years on the job. And Jennifer was quoted saying, I think he was a sexual criminal who was put into a situation like a kid in a candy shop. And he used that opportunity to pick his flavor of candy. 
Jennifer's attorneys also discovered that Texas state records showed that between 1991 and 1995, approximately 130 Pinkerton guards were convicted felons. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What? That doesn't make anybody feel safe. (laughs) No. She is now a successful lawyer with her own firm. She has great friends and support. She met and married the love of her life. And the best part of this story, Richard, the 911 dispatcher, and Jennifer became friends. I believe, I believe I read that he had visited her in the hospital after the attack. And then he was even invited to her wedding. And they're still friends to this day. Oh, I'm so happy. Right? (laughs) And I'll end this with some final words from Jennifer. She said, I have a theory that the Jennifer Mori that existed on April 15th, 1995 died. And that a new one had to come out of that. That's compelling. Yeah. Right? And I got all of my information from I Survived, the Houston Press, Life Daily, and the stuff about the um, bystander effect I got from Wikipedia. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So many thoughts. Oh, my God. Have you heard that story before? Okay. Yes. I have heard the story. uh, My Favorite Murder, pretty sure, is where I heard it. I might Mm -hmm. have also heard it on I Survived. I love I Survived. Not... Mm -hmm. I might have looked it up after I heard it on My Favorite Murder and went and watched the episode. Season one, episode 11. There you go. I think it's episode 11. <laughs> so crazy. This story just, it, I don't know. It's so vivid. It's one of my biggest fears that she was such a badass. She survived. I know. It's incredible. She's amazing. Yeah. She was like, no, I'm not dying tonight. Like, no. <laughs> and you can get your paws off of me. No kidding. I have so many thoughts on this. First is, like I said, this is one of my biggest fears. Like, I think I picture the Golden State Killer, like him standing at the door because, you know, he'd say people's names and he would make it as terrifying as possible. This is like really similar to that, knowing their Mm -hmm. name and just like waking up and somebody's on top of you. And that's like absolutely terrifying to me. That's why this weekend when I was home alone, I considered sleeping with the lights on because I just kept having that picture in my head of just waking up and somebody was going to be there in this exact exact situation. This is what I was picturing and freaking myself out for absolutely no reason, but my I'm also now picturing you sleeping with your hand on your gun. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) well, (laughs) I may have a big club that I also sleep beside. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. Yeah. might have some uh, preparations <laughs> for those circumstances. So beware. <laughs> but seriously, it's, it's, it's one of my biggest fears ever. But this, it's terrifying. this happens I, to people. Like we hear so I many know. stories about just this happening, but not- She like deadbolted her door. Like he shouldn't have been able to get in there. Yeah, exactly. But he did. But he did. <sighs> so that's my first- Because criminals thought. will find a way, right? Always, yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. And then my second thought is me picturing where this takes place in my head. Mm-hmm. Of course, again, mm-hmm. at my granny's, but not her old house, but her house from town. <laughs> but like the bathroom, like that bathroom scene, it's like yeah. in my house played out in my, in my granny's bathroom and in her bedroom. And it's so weird that I keep thinking of, I don't know, I just spent a lot of time with my granny, I guess, but that's... I think it's because she it's in town. She sparked your love of true crime, too, yes. right? So you can connect a lot of things to her. It's very true. And it's like 
the only place that I've really spent a lot of time in town at, like not mm-hmm. out in the country. So to me, like a house in town, that's where my mind goes mm-hmm. is to that house because that's the house in town that I would stay at. So anyways, it's very vivid in my head, even like when you explained it now and when you, or when I listened to it on My Favorite Murder, it's same exact image in my head. It's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. It's yeah. interesting because like I pictured the apartment, like I said, I pictured like my apartment when I was like 21 when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And and I did. I would get home from the bar and I would turn on all the lights. I was a two-bedroom apartment. I always checked that room, opened the closet because monsters, you know, uh-huh. legit. Seriously. And we'll talk about that apartment later in another episode. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, but the bathroom is different. Like the bathroom is not the bathroom in my apartment that I pictured. Like I could clearly picture this bathroom that she was able to put her feet against the tub, her back against the door. Right. Right. And then I could see her like stumbling through the hallway in this other apartment. So it was really weird how my brain pieced it all together. But yeah, I just love thinking about that so much. Just your brain just creates these images and it's crazy. Well, if you are one of the people that can see images in your head when you're thinking, because that's that's a thing. It's a thing. That blows my mind, but I know <laughs> that people don't, have, don't have voices in their head that don't talk to them. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> I, I have lots of voices in my head. There's many voices in my head. Uh, I had one more point I was going to make. What was that point? Oh, just, just the 911 operator, Richard. I just love that so much. It makes me so happy. Uh, He's fantastic. I can't imagine first day of the job, but I just. It, and his instincts know. were so spot on. He's like, nah, don't, yeah. don't open the door. Yeah. Like, I feel like that instinct to be like, nope, that's like, don't open the door for them. And like, I feel like that sounds like something that would come from experience with the job, but he just right? knew. It was his first day and he was yeah. like, no. Yeah. But like, like I said, he, he knew that neither the paramedics or the police had mm-hmm. called security. Yeah. So, so I just think that 911 operators are just, it's just so fascinating. And I, I also have this like beautiful picture in my head of him like showing up at the hospital with flowers. I don't know if he showed up at the hospital with flowers, but that's how I picture Richard showing up. Yeah. To see Jennifer. That's what we're going to say anyways. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think it'd be very interesting to be a 911 operator, but in a sense, kind of am, but for animals. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. I deal with crazy crazy situations all the time, but, um, not, not quite like that. That's, that's a little bit (laughs) above and beyond, but still. Yes. Yes. My, um, friend's fiance is actually a 911 Mm. dispatcher. And I was thinking, I was like, I should interview her, but I don't know what I would ask her. So (laughs) I think we could come up with some questions. It'd be so fascinating. I'm sure she would talk to us. That's a good idea. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me all your crazy stories. Okay. <laughs> all of them. I all your things. Yeah. Yes. Well, man, I love the story so much. I'm I was sitting here like just so giddy while you were talking. If you didn't notice, I was doing like a little dance this whole time because I was so excited. That's awesome. Well, I would look over and you just have your hands on your face and just like, oh my God. I was just mushing my face around because I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm so excited but scared. (laughs) Even though I know what happens, I'm just, I was, I was in it. Good job, Michelle. In it to win it. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) So fun. Should we do some fluff and stuff? I'm here for the fluff and stuff. Let's All right. do it. Okay, so today's question is, do you think security systems keep you safe? 
that's a that's a really difficult question because when I think of I know systems, I think of this, and I think of BTK, and that's it. Right. That's right. I because I don't really have experience with. I mean, I'm I'm certain that they do help a lot of people. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but there are some instances that are very bad, <laughs> like BTK. Mm-hmm installing security systems into people's houses and scoping exactly. out place. And yeah. So that's, that's just what I think of. I can't help it. Yeah. I know. I, um, I have convoluted feelings about security systems. So uh, when I was in high school, it was summer between grade 10 and 11, my house got broken into. I lived at north side of Edmonton. I told you guys that. Um, and my house got broken into. We'd been out at the lake for the day and got home. And I got into, I got to the back door first. I had to, you know, whatever. And my back door is hanging open and followed closely behind me is my mom and dad or my mom. But we walked into the house because my brother and his friend had got, had left before. So we thought maybe they got there. They didn't latch the door, whatever. I walked into my house and it smelled weird. And like our TV was pulled out and like all of this stuff. And my mom and I just like, backed out of the house and I looked at my dad and I was like, somebody's been in our house. And I just remember feeling awful, awful. Right. Oh God. And so it turns out that they, they stole my dad's camera. They stole my mom's jewelry. They like stole my brother's cell phone. They ransacked a whole bunch of shit, but like they were mid job. Like our TV was in the middle of being pulled out. And so we're pretty sure that our neighbor's dogs disturbed them. Because it was a min pin, and <laughs> which I love. Her name is Pig, and um, Pig and Jake were my neighbor's so dogs. And Jake was like a little—he was a, supposed to be a bull mastiff Shih Tzu cross, and I called him a bullshit his whole life. <laughs> a bull mastiff Shih Tzu cross looked like a bulldog, like bull mastiff, but little. <laughs> what is that? Oh my god! Big blockhead. He was adorable, but I'm sure. Pig and Jake lost their friggin' minds next door and they like got let out by our neighbors and they scared off the people that broke into our house. Wow. And like my, my room didn't get touched cause I was a slob and it looked like it already been ransacked. They're like, we don't need to go through this. There's, like, there's nothing left here. No, nothing of value. <laughs> Just and teenage so, girl stuff. <laughs> right. And so I remember that whole process. I remember the police coming that night. I remember you know, sitting there being so freaked out, like thinking I'm here by myself all the time, like all the time. Cause I, I'm an introvert and I didn't go out. So like, I didn't go to all the parties. I didn't do all those things. And I remember saying to my mom and dad when they were talking about if we should get a security system or not, it's a big expense, like whatever. And I was like, I do not feel comfortable in our house anymore. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. And like, we had a dog and I'm so happy that our dog was with us. And I, cause He's been killed in a robbery, right? Like you just don't know. He's that like, happens. And even just having my dog there, I was like, I just don't feel comfortable because he fucking barks at everything. So I'm never gonna sleep ever again. So yeah, we did get a security system. My parents still have a security system. They live in the city, and I still I go to their place. I know the code. I get there if I'm home alone. I turn it on, right? Mm-hmm. But then here, I don't want one. We had a security system guy come to our house and my husband being the awesome 
protective husband that he is, he's like, yeah, this sounds really great. Like, this is awesome. He got the guy to come in. He did it like an mm -hmm. install and without really talking to me about it. And I was like, the guy left and I was like, I want it gone. Like, I am so uncomfortable in my own home right now mm. because there's cameras. This dude's been in my house. Like, yeah. I don't know who he is. Like, I don't feel good about it. And so you have like so many days to get rid of it. You have 10 days or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, like three days later, it was out of my house. Cause I was like, yeah. I, I can't sleep now. Cause somebody at some security company is yeah. watching me. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like. Exactly. And something's been in my house. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's actually really funny because um, there was, I remember I was in high school and there was security, some security company going around our town and mm -hmm. like knocking door to door and like going in and like selling security systems. And, and they went to my granny's place and they basically forced my granny to install it. And, and they're mom, so pushy. They were so pushy. They like my granny said that she like opened the door to see who it was and they just pushed past her and walked right into her house. We're so pushy yeah. and she ended up like buying it. And then my mom was like, oh no, oh hell no. And she drove no. around town and tracked that man down <laughs> walking into uh, somebody mama. else's house. And she was like, yo, get out here. And somebody else was like, ma'am, is this man bothering you? She's like, no. <laughs> they have oh, me around. <laughs> His man was like, help me. <laughs> and my mom Dude, was like, him, don't just push your way into an elderly lady's home and, and force her to, mm. to pay you money and all that stuff. So it's funny that you got a, a weird impression or like that negative yeah. feeling because I bet I it, was, like, it was the same company. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, it's so funny because like, in the city and I can still, I still know all those feelings and I know I'm the one that pushed for the security system. But when it came to be in my house, I was like, I don't want it here. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I feel safer here and it's not like we don't have crime here. No. Nope. Like somebody's been siphoning the gas out of our old truck that sits on my back pad. So. <laughs> no, we certainly have crime in our town. <laughs> we definitely have crime. Yeah. <laughs> Crack house down the road from us and it's fantastic. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. Always interesting. Yeah. Always good times. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, that's a really hard question to answer. because It is. I was like, I, I'm so, I sit on both sides of the fence for this one. So. What was that? It's weird. My door just like shook. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that shook me. <laughs> you just watched me jump, so I don't know what the hell that was. It was a loud noise, and you jumped, and I jumped, and I'm just like, eh. And the description my of a window. door shaking is not very comforting. My window's open in my bedroom, so I don't know. Sure, yeah. No, I'm totally not a ghost. Nope. Well, go with the wind. Yeah, it's wind. It's fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I really want to go investigate, but I don't at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you do you, man. I'm not, I'm not going. Like, it's I'd funny. be afraid that you would, like, walk off screen and I wouldn't be able to see you anymore, and then you just wouldn't come back, and I'd be like... I'll scream and yell at people, like, well, Michelle's gone forever. Yep, like, okay, great. Oh, my God. What do I do? I started watching American Horror Story, and I'm watching the Murder House season, so... Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Murder House... We're still reading H.H. Holmes' book, yeah, The Devil in the White segue. City. Yeah, yeah. Segway, The Devil in the White City. We're in it. So hopefully you guys will pick up the book as well and, and catch up. And then next, uh, I guess next week is when we'll be releasing part one, hopefully. 
Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. You know what? <laughs> We're not going to make any promises here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we might have a mini in between it. We'll just see how it goes. We're going to see how it goes because it's a little, this book is just structured differently. It's a little bit complicated. So it just might take us a little bit longer and you're just going to have to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> but just want to provide you with the best content possible. So exactly. But you know what? Minisos are freaking fun. So I'm, it's fine. It's fun. It's fine. Don't complain. <laughs> Nobody's complaining. Nobody cares at all. <laughs> so like I said, that they have stuff to listen to. Exactly. So like I said, at the top of the show, if you have something interesting to talk about for me to talk about, let me know. I want to hear suggestions because current events, we like, you know, seriously, true crime, all true crime, all kinds of true crime, serial killers, non-serial killers, cults. Yeah. Spooky crap. Whatever you want. Seriously. Literally. Anything that's dark and twisty. Literally. Anything at all. Hit me up. Let me know. Great. I'll dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get an episode about Waco. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be coming too. We'll see. Because I just, I can't, can't stop. It's so incredible. Wow. Yeah. So, Crazy. so we'll see. We'll see how, what happens in the next couple of weeks, but it'll be fun. So make sure to answer our question as well. And obviously let us know what you think about the episode. You can email us at murderatmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Podcast, Facebook at Podcast, and Twitter at murdermerlo one You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. I forgot I... Uh, some suggestions for a cool sign-off. Oh, damn. Are we going to try them out? Should we have a vote? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We're going to try them out. We'll put up a poll on our Instagram and see. Yeah. And see what people think, if anybody responds to it at all. But yeah, I love this. Okay. Yeah. Let's try them out. I tried to find some like Alberta saying or something, but it all just went back to different words for men's underwear, and I was not saying the word which is inch in every episode so weird is we don't talk about why is that such a popular I, thing i don't ever talk about I that i don't know i don't know so weird and you yeah. told me as well to like you know something to do with alberta because we're alberta girls and i'm like yeah i love it we're rednecks <laughs> we're from Alberta. <laughs> it, it would be fitting uh all i could think of was uh you want to go out for a rip fucking rights like that's all i could think and i'm like that just that's so, it does not work with our show. I encourage us drinking and driving, so no. That's very true, and we do not encourage that at all. Right? We encourage uh, drinking this wine and going to that bed right over there and passing out. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's try these out. All right, I'll do. I'll you do the first? Off. Yeah, yeah. Second, okay. All right, so the first one. Remember to drink wine because it isn't good to keep things bottled up. I love that. That's a really good one. Remember, friends, take life one sip at a time. Remember that a good book and good wine makes a good life. Damn, it's going to be tough. I like all of them. All right, well, we'll put a poll up on our Instagram, and you guys should let us know so we can finally have a sign-off that's consistent. Yes. That would be Excellent. great. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.